0: What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, uh, blood. Particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me
1: since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them.
0: So pour yourself something strong, feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid.
1: Are you okay? I am. Out. What was in your eye?
0: I don't know. Bastard. Bastard. It might still be there. Uh, okay.
1: Are you, are you are you okay?
0: We're going to later. Are it. we good? Yeah, we're good. All right. I'm not going to turn myself on mute.
1: <laughs> don't don't mute yourself I this time.
0: Touch up here.
1: <laughs> we did we did a few minutes of the segment with mute. With mute on. That doesn't work. Um, happy mother's day. Thank you. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm Today is mother, Mother's Day.
0: I'm only a mother because of you and Katie. So.
1: Oh, Aww. no! You're Thank a mother. You, you're happy, a mother because you're a mother, and you've accepted happy, motherhood.
0: Happy Mother Lovers Day.
1: That's right, Mother Lover. <laughs> mm.
0: To all, it's you, already passed
1: for all the people that are listening. To all
0: you Mother Lovers out there, that's
1: right. I'm going to be a Mother Lover.
0: Are you a Mother Lover? Um. Thank you, Justin Timberlake, for that gold.
1: Yeah. And. And we had our first Sinister Sunday horror movie night last week.
0: That was a lot of fun. It
1: was a ton of fun on Thank Cinco de Mayo.
0: Everybody that showed up. That was really cool.
1: There was a pretty damn good crowd. I was actually really excited about how many people showed up. It was a pretty cool little little group of people and, and, a, and a good handful that we had never met before um, that just showed up. And we watched uh, Dust Till Dawn, which was really fun. We got to see a lot of, a lot of vampire boobies. Man. And uh, you know, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino and Tarantino Harvey Keitel
0: getting fed milk drip down, uh, what's her face's toes. That
1: wasn't, that wasn't, who just, oh, is that Tarantino? Yeah. Yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino, yeah. Salma yeah. Hayek.
0: Salma Hayek. Salma that's, Hayek. I couldn't yeah. remember her name. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That was money. That whole dance sequence is pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty hot. It's intense. Yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Um, I don't even like snakes. Yeah. And it's gnarly. That snake was pretty.
1: Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. We had we were at Taste of Chicago in downtown Reno and I think we I have not seen any other horror movie nights around town and that's why we started it cuz we want to bring this Reno horror community together. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. You know, we we do this obviously and there's a lot of people that listen from all over the place. Um but we have I know a lot of people in town that are horror fans and we don't have any place to kind of get together and hang out and just, you know, Nerd veg out. out for a bit and drink and drink some 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 booze and watch some movies.
0: Nerd out over horror.
1: Yeah. Together. So um uh yeah so it was really fun. It was really cool. Dust Till Dawn was a fun movie. We did it, it was Cinco de Mayo they had all kinds of fun food specials and drink specials and drank a lot of tequila. there was a
0: taco pizza. That's did why you I'm have on any of that? that's why
1: I got my 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 tequila now. I'm I'm going tequila and squirt which was my old that was an old drink that I used to drink when I lived in Chicago and 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 I uh I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of whiskey at the moment. I'm kind of giving myself a whiskey break.
0: I think whiskey might be tired of you too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think my liver is tired of whiskey, so we're when switching to tequila because because I've heard tequila does you no harm to your body. Oh, really? not at all. Yeah, there's a scientific study.
0: Uh, was it at like 33 different Ivy League schools? It was.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a very <gasps> was very in depth double blind study. Placebo uh, sponsored by Patron. Um, <laughs> that uh, that proved that that tequila is actually very good for you. Oh, yeah. Sponsored by Jose Cuervo. <laughs> um. So (laughs) tonight we are actually leaving straight from podcasting time, uh, to our second horror movie night and we're going to be doing a reanimator tonight. I love that movie. So that'll be fun. Um, that's tonight. I really wanted
0: you to show the Joe Bob one, but we're going to show the DVD version. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I got some, I just got the, I just got the arrow video Blu-ray, which I just, I've never been a big like movie collector of like the actual hard copies of movies of anything. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna are. I'm gonna start collecting Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, I think I am. And they have so many extras. Like the Reanimator deal has like it has like a whole documentary. It's got all the cool uh, commentaries. It's got deleted scenes. It's got all kinds of cool we shit. You should so play
0: that before. I'm going tonight.
1: to. Yeah, I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start the Good. the extras early, and then that way people can yeah kind of get some of the cool uh, extra stuff beforehand.
0: That'd be so much fun. I. Like That's that.
1: my plan. So we'll see. Um, but and then next week, if you're listening. And you're listening before Sunday the 19th. Uh, we're going to show, I think next week we're going to show Sleepaway Camp.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Because I bought it when I bought it, when I was at Barnes & Noble. Movie. I saw it and and they had a cool DVD uh, with a bunch of extras. And so I was like, I'm going to buy Sleepaway Camp. And I love Felissa Rose. I love, I love. Wait. Th- that that movie has got such a cool like resurgence lately.
0: Is this the one with the keytar or the guitar screw serial? No, thing. no, no, no. Oh, no. Okay.
1: That's that's Slumber Party Massacre too. Damn it! With the rockabilly Driller Killer. Yes, yes the rockabilly no. Driller. I
0: thought that's what we were doing. No, no, oh. that
1: would be a great one too, though. Shit, I gotta oh get that one on, on Blu-ray. That would be a really cool I one thought too. We were doing that no, sleepway Camp is the one with the uh, with 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 Felissa Rose. mangle Dick Expert. Mangled Dick. Mangled Dick Expert Felissa Rose, <laughs> um, where she's at camp and she's certified yeah. Mangled
0: Dick Expert
1: Felicia yeah, Rose. It's. It uh, not the same movie, but that is a great one that we should show as well. That would actually be that one's just good splatter fun from start to finish.
0: Well, oh, and it's like a musical, and oh, there's it's a lot so of great. Good. There's some it's,
1: there's some kick ass tunes it's in there, gold. man.
0: It's comedy gold.
1: Um, but welcome back, Feardos. Thanks for uh, coming back, episode fifteen. Wow. Uh, I'm Drew, and this is my wife, Chris. Hello, hello. Uh, and in case you didn't already know, um, we are the new power couple of podcasting. I don't know if you knew that or not.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Did you know that? Why are you such a liar? It's
1: true. We are the new, we're the new, um, I don't know, any. are there any podcasting power couples out there that uh, you yeah. know Yeah,
0: the uh, Sawbones.
1: Oh, yeah. They Somebody compared couple. us to them a while back, which I
0: think was a
1: pretty, <laughs> pretty high loft, praise. Very
0: lofty, but I can't say I don't appreciate <laughs> that's it. That's a, a high
1: praise. That's, a nice, uh, that's a nice uh, comparison. But, no. uh, but if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, welcome. And uh, Chris is a super smart mental health therapist. Uh, and I have got a degree in history and like watching Kevin Bacon get stabbed in the neck with an arrow. Um, so if you like the show. That's the only thing you like. That's, that's why
0: you that's started. That's one of, that's one
1: like, of the oh things. Oh man, I love I like, Kevin I like
0: Bacon like getting shot with an arrow. Getting
1: stabbed Let's through start the a neck. Podcast. Getting stabbed through the neck with an arrow. That's fun. Let's start a podcast. Um, if you like the show, guys, please, we really, really, really would appreciate it um, if you go to your podcast apps and give us a review. Um, And a rating. Um, We haven't had uh, too many ratings in a while, and we haven't had uh, too many reviews. So maybe it's just because, you know, your mama taught you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um,
0: Which in today's society, which makes sense. We appreciate that. That's self-control. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, But if you do have something to say,
0: uh, that could be constructive.
1: That's constructive. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you give us one star and say you guys suck balls. That's just that's not very constructive. Poor form. But if you said, you know. I really would appreciate it if you had a different voice or could you maybe Could you change Could you maybe face? change everything about what you do um because it all sucks okay that's a little bit more constructive, you know, uh, at least it's giving us some advice. So, uh, yeah, go to your podcast apps, give us a rating and a review, um, check out our social media. We have a ton of social media stuff. Uh, we have Thanks f- to this
0: guy right here. I
1: do. I do the social media he wakes stuff.
0: up and goes to bed. Social media. I try.
1: Always. At I work. try. I mean, I, Hey, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world out there and you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta rise to the top. You're a hard-working um, the, man. There's a lot of, of mixing metaphors that we can do here.
0: There is. Let's do it.
1: Um, you
0: know I love a good metaphor.
1: <laughs> we, we're on
0: Facebook. I'm a meta-whore. Meta-whore. A horror
1: Horror. Horror. meta Oh,
0: man. That's a, it's one of those, like, she sells seashells by the seashore we could, kind of that's sense. That's
1: true. We could do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're on Facebook at Some of All Fear Podcast. Go to Twitter and Instagram at Some of All Fear Pod. And as of a couple of days ago... Uh, due to a, a couple of people who requested it, we have a Patreon page. What? Um, which is what I guess podcast people do to have people give them money to do podcasting.
0: Wait, are we podcast people now?
1: I suppose we are. We're 15 episodes in. I think we're. Um, I think we're podcast people. Ooh. We're new. We're a podcast new power couple. What I already happens, told you that. What
0: happens when you become podcast people, though? I don't like, really?
1: know. I don't know. I think you're supposed to. To. I don't think you're supposed to see the light of the day. <laughs> we are podcast people. Oh. God.
0: That sounds like a good horror movie. Like pod
1: people, yeah. Or podcast people.
0: Podcast people. Um,
1: but we really want to expand the podcast. We're looking to uh, get some some shirts and some hoodies and stickers and all that fun stuff. And so Coffee the first. Bugs. So I'm going to say it right now: the first five people to support our Patreon page are going to get some free swag like right away. Oh, whatever we damn. get. So so if we have
0: treat yourself.
1: So if you're the first five people to support the page um, right now, we're just doing a $5 a month thing. We haven't set up many tiers or any of that stuff, but eventually uh, we'll probably do a few tiers and do different things. Um, but we're going to get some, some swag ordered. We're going to get some stickers and some coffee mugs, maybe to start. And then some t-shirts Treat yourself. Um, and then some hoodies. Treat yourself. Um, so Treat your mom. So yeah. So if you, if you sign up uh, on our Patreon and do five bucks a month to support us, uh, help support the podcast. Um, we will definitely get you out some some cool shit. Swag. Uh, and pretty, and, and in pretty short order.
0: Everybody loves swag. We're
1: going to we're gonna get some stuff going here soon. So Man. Uh, check it out. It's patreon.com slash of all for your podcast.
0: You are always cooking up something.
1: I'm trying to just slowly add little things. I right? literally we're just... videotaping this podcast. I know. I so we can, we're going to put that up on our it. Patreon page. That'll be a Patreon page. You extra. know what this
0: reminds me of? This reminds me of when I was in graduate school and they made us uh, videotape our therapy sessions for practice and we would go back and we would like break that tape down and just like a football player, you know, after the game. Yeah, you gotta and
1: you got to. When I was in when I was I in uh, I took preaching classes oh, and geez. and and public and multiple public speaking classes when I was in college.
0: Well um I know why you sound so preachy sometimes then.
1: Well I'm always yeah <laughs> you know why I sound so preachy anyway. It's, it's just in my blood. Um but when I was, you know, we did that too. We videotaped them and we did we the whole thing was broken down. They would break it down in front of the class. So it wasn't even like like you'd get with the professor later. It was like after as soon as you were done, it was like, yep. don't do this, don't do this. You look like an asshole. Do you talk like an asshole? Here's you know, and so it was really um pretty annoying. So it
0: sounds like they Oh, did- by
1: the way, sleepaway camp here. I'll hold it up for the video. I have it up right here, my DVD. There you go.
0: It sounds like they next, did a next, lot uh, of like you should reflect on how this sounds coming out of your mouth. Kind of well,
1: enunciating teachings. and doing the way that it looks no, and the not way that you, like the
0: literal sound and don't be so literal. Like like how it sounds when you say something, how other people are going to interpret it. Right. How right. they take it. And in.
1: body language and all those things right. are, are huge. Yeah. So, anyways, boring you on that. But uh let's let's get into so our so visit our Patreon. That's cool. Horror movie night! Yay! Every Sunday night at 8 p.m. at Taste of Chicago. So if you're a Reno listener, and uh, whether you're a friend or not a friend, or just and just like horror movies, um, if you're if you're one of our friends and you like horror movies, please come out. If you're not one of our friends that we don't know yet, um, you're going to be a friend very soon, and you're already a friend because you're a listener of the podcast. Um, please come out and visit us. We would love to meet you, and we would love to enjoy cool horror movies together
0: and create that feardo community.
1: Feardo community. That's what I'm looking for. That's what More. I said on the Patreon. I said uh, some of off your podcast, creating a feardo community. Oh,
0: that's just heartwarming. So
1: that's the goal, and I think we'll get some feardo shirts, like shirts say feardo, maybe with our yeah. logo, maybe like the logo on the front and like stay afraid on the back or something like that. One of those kind of uh, one of the one of, one of the little the little sayings. So
0: I prefer like just a logo on the front and with, with a saying. I don't know about you, but I don't like shirts with like too anything much on the back. On. Mm. So it's either the back or the front for me. Wow! But we should have a talk about that.
1: You only like it from the front, not or from the, the back. back.
0: It's either. Oh,
1: so you you like it from the back and the front? Yes, but at different times. Yes. Not. Yes, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, depending on what I'm feeling that day, <laughs> I like my shirt's logo from the back or from the front.
1: All right. Well, we are going to do what the fear. Our favorite game show, um, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it uh, with me testing you. I think, right? I
0: know you said you really wanted to do that.
1: No, you said you really wanted. You do that. said you said you really liked it better. You that you said way.
0: you liked it better. liar, <laughs>
1: you're the one you who's, said you're like you're, this is better. I like no, this. your
0: your exact words were, I feel better hosting it
1: now. Lacey, <laughs> our our contrarian friend. Um, that's what I'm just gonna dub her because even though she just like gives like little minor things, which I love. I love her. I love her her comments because it it's, it helps. Um, so, but I'm going to call her like our contrarian friend, Lacey, because she's the only person that ever gives us feedback, which we really appreciate. Um, but she said she prefers it with you. Couldn't. Well, I mean, yeah. with I'm, you answering the questions, have
0: you seen Lacey? Yeah. I prefer it with Lacey too. Oh, Hey, <laughs> but no, um, you shouldn't awkward next A, time we see you Lacey. Hey, you shouldn't call her our contrarian friend. Cause that just it feels negative just no, not feel no, negative no. to you no it's
1: it's it's a it's a good thing
0: how is how
1: because i said she's our contrarian <laughs> friend but then i backed up and said and said it's a good thing so we'll continue to call her that but she should know to continue to bring good positive constructive uh, feedback because it's appreciated
0: did you happen <laughs> to fail that preaching class by like, any chance
1: suck it can you can you give us our our intro to our uh, to our game show here um, it's it's the world's greatest phobia based trivia game by the way
0: time is it time for the world's greatest phobia based trivia game what the fear you say it now what the fear there you go okay you have to say it like that.
1: All right, it's time for What the Fear. What the Fear? What the Fear. This is going to be a fun one. Okay. I like it.
0: I dare you to make it
1: fun. It's going. You dare me to make it fun. I dare you to make it fun.
0: Don't threaten me with a good time. Well,
1: just wait till you have to try to spell this one.
0: Oh, I All think right.
1: I can. Oh, you think so, huh?
0: Yeah, bring it on, bitch.
1: Damn. You are just... <laughs> you're just... Is it a full moon? What's going on? I
0: don't know. It might be. I'm frisky.
1: Damn. Damn. All right. So America's favorite. Actually, I said world's greatest. Oh, by the way, you're on mute again. Unmute. Now what? Now what? What? <laughs> Do we start over? What? What? Do we start over since you were on mute the whole time?
0: Can't you just cut out that whole?
1: No, they'll probably they'll probably just hear you in the background. I so, know. So now you're back here. With us, I don't know why you use the mute button anyway. I don't,
0: it's where I grab don't this thing, grab and I the move microphone, it and then it just, if the button we should
1: tape over it,
0: I but then it would hold it down,
1: probably. <laughs> so all right, you ready for what the fear? Yes. are you ready for what the fear? I'm ready. All right, so I don't know what happened in the beginning there. I don't know if anybody could hear, but it's what the fear time.
0: It's what the fear time.
1: Um, all right, the first word, your first word. Are you ready for this first word? I'm so ready. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 letters long. It's a big word. Yeah. Didascalinophobia. Didascalinophobia. Are those pine cones? Pine cones? Falling on her. Yeah, I think that terrified
0: me really quickly. Okay, can you say
1: didascalinophobia? Can I use it in a sentence? No, no, I cannot.
0: No, I'm. Shut up. (laughs) I need you to just say it slower.
1: Didascalinophobia. Are you ready? What's the root? Is it Greek, Latin? I have no idea.
0: What the fuck? What the fear?
1: You never gave me the root.
0: Uh, if you had wanted the root, if you had ever asked, but half the time you were like,
1: I don't even need a hint. I'm just going to guess. I just, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay. I am going to. Didaskalinophobia?
1: I'm going to come across this desk at some point today. Dude, I don't know what's going on. Don't
0: you threaten me with a good yeah, time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: let's, let's smack you up, woman. All right. I'm going to smack you up real good. Um, are you ready for your hint? Would you like yes, your hint?
0: I can have my hint now.
1: Okay. The hint is people with this fear might be a big fan of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Now, you have to kind of know the lyrics to Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall for this hint to work. So if you don't know the lyrics to Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall, I would be happy to give you a little bit more. Will you sing them? Well, no. Wait, do you know them though?
0: Um, I know all in all, you're just another brick in the wall.
1: Do you know any, do you know what comes before that though?
0: I feel like I do, but I need some help, like kickstarting my memory.
1: There's, there's some children singing. Do you remember what they're singing? You can do this. <laughs> I, I know your memory of all things. <laughs> of all things is just not good. So many concussions. <laughs> so many concussions, so little we don't retention. We need
0: no education. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, you're just uh, yep. that one. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I got that. So we don't need no education.
1: Okay. People with this fear might be a big fan of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall.
0: Because they feel like they don't need an education?
1: Maybe. We still have to fear something. Didas
0: Kalina phobia. Hmm. Didas Kalina phobia. Hmm. D i d a s k a l i n a phobia.
1: E i n o. Wait, but close what? Didas d i d i d a s k a l e i
0: e i n o and oh
1: phobia I'm not sure that was pretty damn good though thank you not bad
0: props okay well done didaskalinophobia people
1: with this fear might be a big fan of Pink Floyd's another brick of the wall in the wall we don't need no education additional
0: clarification required Um,
1: we don't need no mind control
0: yeah which lyric is that about
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question Let's uh, say I'll give you a hint. It, it it leans more towards the first line of that, okay. so, of that children mantra, child okay. mantra.
0: Are we and is it are we taking it literally? Like
1: let's just get a guess in here. How about that? How
0: about the fear of teachers?
1: Very close. So damn close.
0: Fear of professors? Fear of learning? No.
1: Close, close, knowledge? close. Oh my gosh, it's all right there. Fuck! You're all right there. It's the fear of school. <laughs> The fear of school. Well done.
0: <laughs> I would have gone like pencils, paper, books. Fear of I teachers is close
1: enough. I think that's that's uh, I think that's a win right there. I will give you that as a win. Fear of teachers is pretty damn pretty damn good. Yeah, with good.
0: that plus the spelling, I could. Did end you like my right hit? now and feel really good about? Do you, like you
1: like that? Do you like that I did. Was that fun? Did you
0: like that? I actually remembered it.
1: <laughs> that you, I did. I, <laughs>
0: Without help, which
1: is very yeah, <laughs> very Here's rare. To your
0: wife, not any sort early, notes, any any of lyric,
1: any sort of lyric memory or or name Names. or anything is a is, anything. is a win. All right, you ready for your second one? Yeah. Good job. Thank I am you. impressed. You did well. Your second one is <sighs> linanophobia. What? Linanophobia. Linanophobia. Or linonophobia, linonophobia, one of those. Linonophobia, I think, is the way to pronounce it. Would you like me to spell it for you?
0: No, I, -I L-I-N-A-N-O-phobia.
1: That's incorrect, but that's okay. L i n o n o n o phobia
0: I was one off.
1: One off, not bad. Well done. I mean, it wasn't a very hard one. Meh. (laughs) All right, are you ready? Yeah, what's my hint? All right, if you've got linonophobia... You might wear Velcro or slip on shoes.
0: Fear of shoelaces.
1: Close. Right there. You're right there. Not bad.
0: Fear of.
1: Probably wouldn't fly a kite either. Come on. You can do this. Do, do, no, do, I can't do, do, think. Do, do, do uh The password is lananophobia.
0: Wait, you might not fly a kite.
1: You might not fly a kite. Yeah.
0: What do kites and shoes have in common?
1: Oh, what don't they have in common? <laughs> what do kites and shoes have in common? You know, that's a question they've been Fear pondering. Of string. Yes, that is absolutely one hundred percent correct.
0: That
1: is that is exactly correct. Yay! Well done.
0: Okay. Sounds, Fear of string. Good, good hints, man. These are fun hints. I like the first one. the The song lyric that was clever. Mm-hmm. Good job.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I like hosting.
0: <laughs> I think
1: I think I think I've, in another life I should have been a game show host.
0: I think in this life, in this
1: life, might I hold. might still be a game show host. What if we got a <sighs> horror baby? What if I mean Alex Trebek? God bless his soul with his pancre- pancreatic no. cancer. I'm sure they already, Don't have. They already have a, they already Don't have a replacement set up. Don't you put that They've fart. already been interviewing his replacement she because he was fart. supposed to retire in a not couple of years. But, True story. And do I'm not on that you know what list. we say
0: to the God of death?
1: <laughs> not, not today. today. <laughs> 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 we're going to have a lot of Game of Thrones in this episode. <laughs> there is so much Game of Thrones going on in I the know, world right now. A lot. Okay. One more episode left. Oh, another new one tonight? Yeah. We haven't, you know, oh man. We're
0: going to put it on at
1: the bar. Well, no, we can't. We're watching horror movies. We'll be putting it on when we get home. Like it's we on do at 6 o'clock. Every night. No, we don't have HBO Go out there. Um, Are you ready for your last one? I'm ready. Okay. Our last phobia for today. You're. I would say you're two for two. I would give you both of them. Yeah, fear of teachers, Yay! fear of school. That's close enough. And fear of string. Well done. Thank you. Good job. Two for two. Let's go for three. All right. The third one, and I think the most fun of all three of these is blenophobia. Blenophobia. Buenoph- blenophobia. <laughs> what? Blenophobia. <laughs> what? We make phobia's fun. We make all your fears.
0: Blemophobia?
1: We make all your fears like, the butt of our jokes, people. Blemo? No, you do. We I make all your fears them. the The butt of our jokes. No, I respect them. Um blemo. blemo. (laughs) I respect them. Oh, peepy out.
0: What? I do.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Blenophobia. Would you like me to spell it for you? Yeah. B-L-E-N-N. B-L-E-N-N-O phobia. B L E N N O phobia. You're going to love this this uh, this, clue? this clue, too.
0: Okay. So what's the clue? You
1: thought my Pink Floyd clue was good. Oh, man. This one's going to be even better. Okay. Someone with Blenophobia could not, would not be able to compete on Double Dare. Someone with Blenophobia would not be able to compete on Double Dare. Remember Double Dare, kids? That beautiful game show from our childhood... Hosted by Mark Summers. Was that right? Yeah. Was that Mark Summers? Mm-hmm. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, and they had like the games where you had to dive into like stuff and get that was and like in nose that looked
1: like boogers. Well, we just watched the Goldberg flag. episode where they were talking about Double Remember Gold there's a Goldberg episode about Double Dare where they
0: I think I've missed that where one. Where him every and no time.
1: him and Grandpa uh, go on together oh, because right. he 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 ghosted out his friend the the girl that's like his best buddy because mm-hmm. he thought it would be more of a hook right. for Grandpa to be on with him but Grandpa didn't know what the fuck he was doing oh so. Grandpa yeah so uh, do you got a guess just for knows me though what he's
0: doing with the ladies. we
1: got Blenophobia here uh, we're waiting fear of going to be the longest what the fear segment ever fear of slime that is correct
0: hell yeah
1: fear of slime three for three. I give way too good of hints. That's what I'm coming down to here. It's not your, it's not, I'm not giving you any credit. It's my hints.
0: Go ahead, take the credit. 100%.
1: They
0: were good. They were good.
1: They're pretty good hints, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. I'm a better hint maker than you are. Are you just going to tear every aspect of me? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, without a doubt, I make better hints than you. I'm so
0: glad that my self esteem has nothing to do with what you say.
1: I mean, I absolutely give you, no I'm giving you total credit for getting them correct, but I make some pretty damn good hints. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> proud. I'm pretty of proud of, the, of
0: them. That's, that's, that's taking the credits away.
1: <laughs> this is a backhanded compliment. Have you heard of these things? These backhanded compliments? I hear they're almost as good as regular compliments.
0: <laughs> if you serve them up
1: properly. If you serve up a backhanded compliment the right way. You might feel slightly good about yourself.
0: Uh, you're, like the <laughs> Anthony, you're like the Anthony
1: Jeselnik of my heart.
0: <laughs> Tear me down. That's why baby. you love me. Tear me That's down. That's why you love me because. Tear me down. Far you, love all,
1: you You do love asshole comics. I you do. really like them. Yeah, I love like assholes guys. in general. <laughs> it's true. That's why you married me. <laughs> Oh, so much fun! All right, well, let's. I think that was a pretty long uh, "What the Fear" segment, so we should great. probably dive into our uh, our phobia for <laughs> today, which also it. is going to be super pretty, fun. pretty intense. Um, uh, we are talking today. We haven't even introduced our phobia. No,
0: we didn't even like
1: scratch no, it. not even touch the surface of of this one. But holy shit! Probably the earliest phobia known to man. I would say. Don't you think?
0: Oh gosh, I can't make that kind of speculation. I'm not an anthropologist.
1: Don't you think that's probably the most primal fear of so, humans of all time?
0: So I do. I have, mean,
1: is there any, I do anything have else? It
0: that it stems from an ancient primal fear or you know, learn traumatic event, but it's
1: gotta be the earliest. I, I also, would think it's probably the earliest, earliest phobia.
0: I wasn't around to study early hominids. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can't make that statement, but I'd like to think that that would be true.
1: I, I would think it's probably, right? it's gotta I mean, go it back seems there. It's pretty, I mean, it's certainly is older than, good. it's certainly older than aerophobia,
0: but it's not older than spiders.
1: No, but, and them shits is
0: really scary. We know.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah. But I think I think this one's probably goes back. I, I think this one goes back a ways. It's got to be one of the earliest, most ancient phobias of all time. Do you think, anyways? <laughs> Moving on, we are talking today about pyrophobia, pyrophobia, which we hit this on our alphabetical list as arsonphobia. But I thought that sounded kind of shitty, so we went with the other term for it, which is pyrophobia.
0: Arsenophobia.
1: Arsenophobia. Arsonphobia. Arson or arsonphobia. Arsenophobia.
0: So not arseno, like Arsenio no, Hall. No, not like Arsenio phobia. Hall. Not like that woo, was, woo. That's Arsenio woo Hall. Yeah, phobia. not like that.
1: No. <laughs> uh, no pyrophobia is the uh, is the phobia, and it is uh, it is the fear of fire, which is which is you know, oh, man. a pretty big one. We get it. We had arachnophobia last week. This one's yeah, a pretty, we get it. these are heavy hitters.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. These are the heavy hitters. Um, probably humanity's first fear. I, I really do think so. That's my you opinion. You heard it here people. That's my opinion. I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure but Probably it's could be. So let's get into uh, our phobia for today. Pyrophobia. All right, our phobia for today is pyrophobia, the fear of fire. Yeah. The fear of fire. You know, it I was thinking about this one. We have we have a we live with this fear where we live on a regular basis. Yeah. Because we live in we live in northern Nevada and anybody who lives in the west um or in like especially if you live in California or in Nevada or Colorado or you know, you're almost always have this fear of, of wildfires that can happen at any moment. Right. And we've been seeing these fires in California recently that, that literally like have been wiping out whole cities. And sometimes they're not even in like, like the paradise fire was in, I've been to paradise many times. I have family and friends who lost homes in that fire. Um, you know, that campfire from last year, 2018, it was, it was, horrendous it was horrible wiped out literally literally so an entire quick. town i mean like an entire town uh, and it moved so fast that people you know it was, it was they didn't just have insane. time to
0: escape they didn't have a moment to think to get anything it was, it was the
1: deadliest awful. wildfire in california history is that right i think it, i believe it was i don't know something like that it, it was awful. uh but it was it was horrible um but then but i remember another one from um and i can't i can't remember the town but it was it was it was uh, south of or uh West of Napa, but kind of a more um suburban town from two years ago that burned was it santa no not santa Clarita um Santa Clara I can't remember anyways, it was up near uh, north of the bay uh, bay area and and it burned through an entire suburban residential neighborhood oh. and I remember looking at it and going. Those are the areas that are not supposed to, to burn. just burn on – Just like go, right? Like you think you're safe. You're we in this – feel safe. You feel safe. You're in this suburban area. There's not a lot of trees. It's very like just houses and kind of like a very like blocky, you know, little boxes kind of community.
0: Little boxes on a beach Little boxes <laughs> made of ticky-tacky.
1: You side. love that song. I do. Sorry. That was the beginning of Weeds, wasn't it? Yeah. Too.
0: Yeah. Mm. And they all look just the same.
1: So, so I, 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 when I was kind of researching this phobia, like I thought a lot about this because we live, I mean, if, you, if you're looking on the video, you might be able to see our backyard, but we have tons of trees. Yeah. Um, like
0: this shit's green, but, but like this the is shit green. Behind it but the shit
1: right like brown. over there is, is just sagebrush Yeah, and Nevada right sagebrush. Us. And we have, we have wildfires here all the time. Yeah. And, and we've had some that go we all the way down way, to the city. We
0: had one in that gulf. We
1: had hour. one, in, yeah, we had one literally behind our house last year that went, was small got put out pretty quick but um but we have them all over the place right. we have them all the time and it's a fear that we live with constantly and we're buying a new home this year and that's one of the things that i keep thinking when i'm like oh i would love to live there and then i'm like oh but it backs but up wildfires. it backs up to sagebrush and you know I, I don't know should i should we move there should we not move there is it a good no, you just get place for wildfires just go get good insurance. Health, good insurance and make sure you have your you know get out a dodge bag it's or like people
0: that live at the base of you know active volcanoes it's
1: right like- fire and fire Maybe is like it i said might happen one day it's probably the most ancient fear that we we have it's it's something that that is very ingrained in us that fire bad you know fire is bad so like, okay. stay away
0: my my big question was and and i agree with you um fire is dangerous it's powerful it is a it's a um an event it is not a thing it's an event fire uh creates a chemical reaction where the heating releases volatile vapors from whatever it's burning and then it rapidly combusts with with the oxygen in the air and the resulting incandescent bloom of gas further heats the fuel so it literally creates its own fuel right. from its fuel to right. power itself so and it it i mean like chemistry holy yeah. crap yeah, it is an ev- it is a an event, not a thing. Do
1: you remember what they said about the campfire? About how
0: it created its own atmosphere. The, the,
1: the, the plant, the, but storms. the plant life though. The, the, about about the plant life actually right. creating. I think you were telling me this. What, yeah, the plant
0: life. I I had read an article um, that because of the California droughts, um, the plant life had basically kind of sucked out all its nutrients and stuff, It had been giving off this gas that was very subtle um, as part of the chemical process of you know, processing water, um, and osmosis and all that fun stuff. Um, and that actually helped to fuel Fuel the fire, the fire basically
1: created a combustible,
0: an even more combustible reactant. So it's like, instead of it reacting, um, like it was covered, like a log covered in water, it would react like a log covered in gas
1: because the ground cover no like it knows environmentally like like in, it, in, in god's creation like there, these things these 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 miraculous apparently the, these, these these things know that they need to burn they need to that these things need to be cleared out um because at some point uh you know nature by it's the the way it, it works is that eventually especially when you live out west you know that the forests they need to be burned yeah and then you burn down and okay. then, and then, and then they regrow. That's what it's, it's a healthy thing. For Apparently these that happen.
0: happens. Uh, obviously that would happen more frequently if mm-hmm. there was this negative humidity, which I thought that was an interesting concept that fire or not fire that, um, that the forests or that um, things that are uh, combustible can create negative humidity and emit those gases even more. Based on that negative humidity, so uh, so so cool. I'm not um, at all in that field. I just read an article on it, but very fascinating. Um, but I mean, there's there's a reason to fear fire, right? Yeah. So my ultimate question, kind of tying back, it burns.
1: In, it burns. It burns you.
0: Tying way back into, I got what? a
1: little summer to my neck last yesterday, I know. and it was it just it hurts a little bit.
0: Tying way back fire. into what I tangented on a few minutes ago was the idea that if we couldn't feel pain. Would we feel fear fire?
1: Probably not. Well, if we, if we didn't feel pain, we probably wouldn't fear sharp objects. Or there's a number of things probably that we wouldn't fear if we didn't feel pain, right? right. So no, I don't think we would. I mean, it would just be it'd be cool. You could stand in the middle of a fire and it'd be fun. Okay, I no, mean, no, It would no, still burn you. you. It would still say, burn you.
0: You would still, you would still get die damage, yeah. but you just wouldn't feel pain. So I think, would you fear fire if you didn't get the damage?
1: Moment? So think as or not
0: a, damage, but Pain.
1: Think of as a child, right? One of the very first things that you learn is don't touch, that's hot.
0: Yeah, that's true. right.
1: Do not touch. Don't touch that. It's hot. And pain receptors are we a, are a weird deal, right? I mean, like we know some people don't have. There are people who don't have those pain receptors. There's a, there's disorders, right? right, where they can put their hand on a on a hot oven stove top and and not feel. Right. that burning sensation well but so, then they look at their arm and it's burned down to the bone
0: so that you know, doesn't so, necessarily have to do with the pain receptors it has to do with the receptors in the brain or in the brain or right. in the spinal column that experience pain, right right so those are the things that transmit the nerves the experience it's, 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 it's a nervous pain. it's
1: a nervous system disorder right they don't have those nerves they don't feel that um so but what it's is dangerous. it what is it that I mean we we think of fire we think of fire in, in almost a mystical way Way right, fire is one of those early human experiences that are. It's beautiful. It powerful. looks. It, it's powerful. It's one of those basic earth elements, right? I mean, there was always a god. There's always earth, gods wind, of fire, fire, fire right? Water. Yeah, it's there's always a god of fire, and and we see it in the uh, in like in biblical times, uh, the concepts of hell, right? Burning, right? Those those things, uh, the devil and hell, and that's also associated with fire, right? Um, fiery lake of burning sulfur. Those were all things that are mentioned in these ancient texts and Greek mythology. And you have Hades and you have all of these people that are associated with fire, right? So fire is a big, it's a big thing with, with people and it heats our houses and it makes our food. And it does, there's so many things that it does practically as well. Right. Um, but what is the basis of the fear of it? What is the, the like crux of like what makes it, you know, something that we fear.
0: Uh, I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's primal. It's traumatic. It's, um, learned from, um, growing up and people telling you, you know, don't touch that. That's, that's bad. That's, you know, something that can hurt you. Um, and I think that's the basis of it is that it can cause physical damage. Um, it can also cause psychological damage, which, you know, creation of a phobia takes an element of psychological damage. Um, to kind of form. So for instance, you know, our friend from Taste of Chicago, he was his car lit on fire while he was inside yeah. of his garage. In
1: his garage, yeah. And he yeah, got we're just talking to him about that. like
0: third-degree burns on his leg um that were messed And then had to
1: watch his, his-
0: Prize the things that he loves, yeah. The things that he, this, this
1: beautiful classic car burn, you know, in his garage, and, and so
0: that really leaves an emotional scar on you. And so then from then on, every time you see fire, it's like that's the um, that's the brain receptors uh, and that's the pathways that are lit up most quickly. Emotional pathways, anything tied to emotion in the brain, automatically gets lit up before anything else in those situations. It's like hyper overdrive Hmm. um and people with this phobia are really unable to tolerate even well-controlled small fires so um they see that physiological stress response um even with the smell of smoke um They will constantly or compulsively start checking the stoves um, or candles, or they won't even have it in there. No Um,
1: candles. No. No no candles, no No roasting marshmallows over over an open campfire.
0: Battery, they will uh, compulsively check the batteries and the smoke detectors, you know, things that can kind of prevent that event or that fear from occurring, that physiological response to the fear from occurring, Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, And that does, you know, it comes down to what you were talking about earlier of fear of wildfires in wild wildfire prone areas it's a right. real fear yeah like we have a reason to be afraid of it we do you
1: know you, even in the backyard like we have a very kind of a lush backyard but in the summertime when we have people over and we're smoking cigarettes or or, or not me or, or put a uh or put a a, a, a a fire pit in the backyard um i really when the wind starts blowing i'm very very scared freaked out by an ember. Yeah. You know, because, because an ember could go into the, behind the house and start a massive fire that could burn the whole city right. down.
0: Yeah. So there was one case that I was reading about in the UK um, where an individual feared even a lit match and would start breaking out into a sweat. Wow. Um, like just physiological responses that occur, not just emotional response. Well,
1: that, and that's similar to to phobias. A lot of phobias have that physiological response, right? So it's, 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 Just like every other phobia, whereas there's all those same characteristics. We talk about phobias all the time on the show. They have those same characteristics, panic, sweat, whatever, all those same physiological things. Um,
0: You have a reason to be afraid, though, when you get burned. So like I one of the clients that I was seeing a long time ago, um, he was homeless and he was standing over a fire one night um, and had a seizure. And fell in and had burns that covered eighty percent of his body. Wow! Um, and was in the hospital for years, and they had to amputate some limbs. I don't remember what skin
1: grafts and probably all kinds. Just of stuff.
0: everything. And um, what I what I learned is that burns cause an inflammatory response in your skin, so your your um, white blood cells, you know, go to the areas and cause inflammation to help, you know. Uh, the process of, um,
1: appealing. healing begins. Sure.
0: Um, it, but what that does is, is it greatly reduces your blood pressure really quickly, uh, which can induce shock. So being burned can induce shock that can kill you. Um, even after you've been burned, the burns have to be exercised. So when you're in the hospital with severe burns, all every joint has to be exercised multiple times a day, as the skin is healing, so that it can heal properly. And it's agonizing. Oh. There's no there's no relief for that uh, that kind of pain. Um, but luckily nowadays, someone who has ninety percent burns o- over their whole body. Um, can actually be successfully still sur- treated st- still survive. and survive. That's Whereas, an amazing. you know, just a few short years ago, someone with 60% had almost no chance. Um, so, you know, there's a real testament to medicine to being able to um, heal and repair after the burn. But there, I think, after an event like that, there would be an inherent fear of fire and not wanting to go through that experience again of being
1: burned. I can't imagine.
0: I mean, being burned is such an intense feeling. That's why um uh, in America, it's one of the um least popular ways to commit suicide.
1: And yeah, burning yourself alive would, would not be like, it would not be the best way to go.
0: It's like one percent of suicides Ugh. in um America are suicide by um it's called. Self-immolation. Um, so about one percent in the U.S. Um, or high-income countries, I should say, but in developing countries, it's more like forty percent. Forty percent suicides are, are immolate- by fire. Self-immolation.
1: Well, and uh, there's a there's, there's a religious, religious aspects. There's religious aspects. Religious to that. Yeah.
0: and uh, and political aspects right. to that, or protest
1: aspects. Protest. Religious, religious, and it, there's a there's something about being burned alive, and I'm, I was going to get into a little bit of that as well. The history of 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 being sacrificed burned by fire. Well, not sacrifice necessarily, but but of self-immolation, of ex- execution.
0: Oh, execution by fire, too. Uh, oh.
1: Big deal, right? I mean, in history, that's a that's a you know one of those things that um, goes back to the 18th century BC. We're talking way back. We have evidence of executions by fire which there is literally i don't think there's any other way to die in my opinion more terrifying than being burned alive i can't imagine although i know that that, that you typically die before you actually burn alive i mean there's a lot of other ways that you die sure. when fires but but as an execution method being burned at the at the stake or or being burned as a form of execution is fucking horrible.
0: What about like being quartered and stretched? I mean, that's torture.
1: Maybe, but you're, you know, I don't know. It I, might last long. I'd probably, I would probably rather be drawn and quartered than than burned alive.
0: Oh, I don't know. Pull
1: my uh, limbs apart. That sounds kind uh, of interesting. Let's like, play
0: the Let's play the death. Would you rather? Would you
1: rather game? Would you rather be drawn and quartered, or or uh, I long, think I would rather be drawn and quartered than burned alive. How long does it take? I'm pretty sure if you're drawn and quartered. You're dead pretty fucking quick. You're bleeding out fast. I don't know.
0: No, but you got to get to the drawing and quartering first, right? So they got to pull your limbs apart and then your bones are out of your sockets, right? But your skin is still there. Yeah. So then you got to wait for your skin and muscle to rip. Ugh. That takes a while, hun.
1: Well, let me let me give you a couple of
0: I'm arguing. <laughs> I'm arguing for self Let me give you a couple of
1: of uh, of of examples, right? So so executions by fire go all the way back to 18th century BC. Um, it was said that, uh, so, uh, one of the most famous, um, at least in my studies, because I studied theology and, and historical stuff, uh, Nero, um, the Roman emperor Nero used to, um, uh, when he was persecuting Christians, uh, use them as candles. They said he used them as candles in his, in his, uh, in his gardens. Um, So he would basically burn them alive. Um, but my favorite though, was during the reformation, like during the reformation, which was. Uh, 16th century. Well, kind of started in the 14th Did you century. Say my but
0: favorite.
1: My favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Um, You're so I, well, I loved it because I loved <laughs> I loved the Reformation because like people were so committed to their beliefs, and I and I, people we we have a hard time in our society with people who are really just devoted to their their convictions. Um, and I I find that to be a good quality. I like people who are who are steadfast in what they believe. I think that's a really cool quality to have. Um, and if you go back to medieval and renaissance Europe, those people were fucking committed. <laughs> like to the point where like if you were with with the Catholic Protestant stuff going on in Europe in the 14th, 15th, 16th century, if you were if you like didn't believe in a certain thing, like a small little part of doctrine or a small little part of, you know, I baptize I don't baptize babies. I baptize adults. Like, okay, you don't believe what we believe about baptism? We'll just tie a stone around your foot and drop you in the river. Okay, like, but like, that's how we would deal with that. Like, we're like, just, you're a heretic, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just do the worst thing to you.
0: I feel like you're describing cults.
1: No, that's, but it's not though. I mean, like, it's, it, it was it just is. people who believed that those things were so, so important. Um, and I don't think it's cold. It's not cults. It's just people who believed, who who held very firmly to well, their
0: held firm beliefs. Sure. Is that correct.
1: Sure, and so does everybody in our country right now. With their, you know, with the left views and the right views, they're all they all have very fervently but held beliefs. And so we sit over here.
0: And, it is very different. Well,
1: so so, but the, here's the thing: the people burning that people burning someone. He, here, here's the thing that people don't 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 understand, and it's because of our our society now. Our society now doesn't doesn't get it. They don't get. That, especially if you look back in history, those those types of worldviews were held. They weren't just. It wasn't just your belief. Your person. Oh, it's just my personal belief. It's just my. This is just my belief. And you have your beliefs, and you have my beliefs. beliefs. No, it was societal beliefs. It was culture, and we see it. We see it now in other countries, and we we don't understand it. We have a very hard time processing. Why it is that somebody gets stoned in the middle of a marketplace or why somebody gets, you know, and and it seems very primitive and very, and maybe it is, it's, it's probably just our base human instincts. But, you know, the Catholic and Protestant stuff going on in Europe, you know, if the Catholics found out that the Protestants, uh, that there was a Protestant, you know, in their midst. Um, they would burn them at the stake, and if the Protestant found out there was a Catholic in their midst that so did certain th- things or was pro- or was spreading their 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 Catholic message, they would burn them at the stake.
0: So, why do you think that that? that sector of religion utilized fire in such a, I feel like that's a negative manner, right? As a punishment. Whereas if you look at uh, other cultures like uh, in India, um, widows will throw themselves onto the husband's funeral pyres. uh, As a sacrifice, -sacrifice. self-sacrifice. Right, to basically to assure themselves into heaven with their husbands. And so why, why the difference? That's a super stark difference.
1: Well, it's not different. I don't think it is at all. Actually martyrs in those periods of time Gladly took upon themselves that there's a
0: difference between punishing someone with fire though and then gladly taking it on. But
1: so, like somebody like that, like a, a woman who throws themselves on her husband's That's a martyr.
0: Well, not a fire. martyr, Brian. she's
1: not a martyr, she's gladly taking on that sacrifice. Right. But but in 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 medieval times, a lot of not medieval, but in that re- renaissance period or reformation period, a lot of those martyrs gladly took up martyrdom because they knew and and honestly, if you go back to Early religious history. Can't spell martyrdom without dumb. (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, I I, kind of feel like I would like to be, I would like to believe so deeply in something that I'd be willing to give my life for.
0: But what could you believe in so deeply that you would give your, that you would walk into fire for?
1: And the Khaleesi? Whatever. The, the, mother, Khaleesi, of the mother of Dragons. Mother of Dragons.
0: That's what I yeah. I but would like if you
1: look at fire, like Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc's always been revered, right? As a, as a martyr. Sure. Right. And she was burned at the stake. And there was uh, you know, if you look at there was tons of people, the Thomas Cranmer and all these people in the in this period of time, um the, the they loved fire so much in this period of time that the Catholic Church, John Wycliffe, who was one of the early reformers of the church in the 14th century, after he died and they realized how influential he was. The Catholic Church dug up his bones and burned him again in effigy, or burned him in effigy, because that was how much they felt. You like. Again. I will, I am going to. You already dead. You already dead, motherfucker. But I want to. Kill but I am going you to more. kill you again. I want to burning in effigy was something more. they loved to do. They just loved to to re, so, okay. like pull bodies up and then burn them that just to like a, a symbolic thing of how like uh, of how penciled down a big deal. Burning so was. that's
0: one thing I wanted to touch on was this this idea of like this fascination or this love or this intense infatuation with fire. We, we often hear it referred to as pyromania or pyrophilia, which is my favorite. Um, so pyromania is different as um, pyrophilia really has to do with the sexual gratification from fire or from watching things burn. So, is that
1: the same as like an arsonist who's, or somebody who, who, uh,
0: an arsonist often has pyromania. Pyrophilia oh, philia has is a sexual, the thing. sexual, uh, gratification. Is that like people who fires.
1: like love, like throw candle wax on each other yeah, and like maybe, burn?
0: Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, but when it comes to pyromania, um, the son of Sam Trailside Killer, they were all adolescent fire starters. Right. We see it as a common big trait thing with
1: serial in, killers in
0: psychopathy. Right, um, serial killers primarily male um, pyromania. In a study of ninety arsonists, only three though met the criteria for pyromania. So we're talking; it has to be pretty severe. Um, arson has to be mo- arson is a motivated thing, whereas pyromania is a self motivated thing. So you're getting nothing from it. Um, Freud now. He noted that the phallic nature of tongues in flames implied uh something inherent with sexuality. Freud I mean, is so what? Full of shit. Right. Um
1: <laughs> tongues in flames. He also oh, you that have guy, no idea. I have his more His Tongues form. and his anuses and his and his mouths and his penises. That guy just he just that guy just saw that just guy just saw, saw oh, sexual asleep. innuendos and in everything. I
0: have so much more. Um, he also noted that early man, uh, probably would have put out fires with their own urine, um, <laughs> which would suggest an inherently home. I've done that. Tendency. I've totally, it.
1: I've totally done that. It's like a bunch of guys. Camping, standing around, just put out the fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. We do it all the time. Um, so arson, it's always better when a girl does it though.
0: So I'm uh, not arson. Excuse me. So pyromania, um, has this kind of primitive regression in order to demonstrate that power over nature and gain superiority over adults, especially in adolescence. Um, so it's really, that's really interesting how he thought of um arson or not arson. I keep saying arson. He thought of uh pyromania as a, as this kind of specific thing that was driven by sexual. But
1: what do you think I did as a kid with fire? What's the, what are, what are kids? Well, my generation's kids do what did we do with fire when we were kids touch it wd40
0: oh shit i never did that what's wd40
1: what's wd40 and a and a freaking lighter i
0: think we and big- you
1: could you could light an- ants on fire and bugs and no. all and and magnifying glass too
0: okay i did a magnifying glass which that's but a- wd40
1: was great cuz you could make a little flame flower and you could flame 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 flower flame thrower <laughs> I haven't eaten today, and I've had two, two, oh, two tequilas now. Oh gosh, honey! One tequila, two, two tequila, tequila,
0: three tequila, floor. <laughs> um. So yeah, um. This, but uh, yeah, the
1: magnifying glass thing was a big thing too. Like yeah. lighting stuff on fire was a big draw. Well, we it's still
0: it is still um, how they light the um, the flame for the Olympics is through mirrors um, and the sun. Really? Yeah, they still light it through that way. But um, hmm. so this um this psychopathy, this psychopathic trait, um, of kind of setting of fires, yeah. um, not arson. Arson has a motive, right? Whereas.
1: So it's pyromania. pyromania. It's different than arson. Yeah. Okay. It's different
0: than arson. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's part of the McDonald's triad, not the like McDonald's triad, but the McDonald's triad.
1: not, not, uh, not, there's no, there's no clown, <laughs> no
0: clown. There's no clown feeding you hamburgers. Um, but it's, uh, the McDonald's triad is the three behaviors that indicate a risk for psychopathy in the future, especially when seen in adolescence. So we've got Killing animals, fire, animal cruelty and persistent bedwetting
1: and bedwetting, persistent
0: right. bedwetting. Um, and so there was um, also an example that I ran across, too, that we need to be mindful of when it comes to just people in general um, with um, mental health struggles is that there are medical and cognitive things that come into play that can present as mental health issues. Right? So for instance, uh, there was a Florida man, Florida, surprise,
1: surprise,
0: a Florida man,
1: hashtag Florida,
0: a Florida man, um, was, uh, splashing gas and lighting people on fire. Um,
1: that sounds like a Florida thing to do. Did he eat their face afterwards? I
0: don't know. It would be nice roasted flavor, right?
1: Um, marshmallow, Oh, you wait till it like, gets that nice little crust on the outside before, before he Does it blow
0: down. up like a marshmallow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Sorry, okay. um, so he was actually the son of a very absent mother. Um, his alcoholic father committed suicide in in his early life, and before these incidents, he was in his um, late fifties. He had no prior arrests or a violent record. Now, what they found was um, his fire starting was now connected to a feeling of sexual arousal and a release of tension. Um, when they explored further, he actually ended up having cerebral atrophy in certain areas of, of inhibitory control or impulse control, like I was talking about earlier. So not setting the fires because we know what the fires will cause, but instead setting them because it gives us this gratification. Mm-hmm. That's the pyromania, right? So you had this cerebral atrophy probably from age um, or it could have been I I, I can't say that because it could have been from dementia or um, Alzheimer's disease as well. Um, And also a seizure disorder that had been left untreated that had been causing seizures in specific regions of his brain. Um, Once the seizure disorder was treated, his pyromania
1: went Went away. away? That's crazy.
0: So this specific area of the brain that was, you know, receiving improper electrical messages, um, having seizure activity, uh, not not able to kind of uh message around with the rest of the brain uh cause this pyromania as a symptom essentially it sounds like some shit that would have been on house
1: interesting stuff and i think you know fire is such a weird one because you know, we always think of like the Salem witch trials – Well, not the Salem witch trials, but the but the witches in yeah. We in find Europe. out
0: not a whole lot of people were burned in the Salem yeah. Witch Salem witch trials.
1: trials were mostly hanging. Um, but but in Europe, forty to fifty thousand witches were you know women were burned for for witchcraft or people were burned for witchcraft. Um, they weren't all burned. I, I take that back. Uh, a portion of them were burned. Some of them were killed other ways. Um, but you know this this kind of this fire thing is such a it's such a um uh a thread throughout all of our history, you know, this fear of fire, this, this using fire as a weapon, using well, fire as a weapon. I mean, think about that, like napalm, all these things yeah. that we use as, as, well, as weapons all have fire as a you know, part of it.
0: Right. And the, the mystery and kind of the majesty of fire that right. we almost romance. We didn't even talk
1: about, about game of thrones it. and freaking the hound.
0: Well, we're going to, we can get to that during the movie. Yeah. The hound, but the mean, hound is, is know, intensely fear, uh, fear fearful of fire. of fire because of an event. That happened to him. He got his right. face stuck in fucking fire.
1: Danny walked into the fire and, and came out with her freaking eggs, yeah. her dragon eggs and all that. So
0: there's a lot of symbolism there.
1: Well, let's transition because we 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 pounded on this one hard. And this is going to be a long episode, but I, I like it because it's 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 a good one. It's really it's interesting. It's a really interesting one. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, gosh, I would love to dig into very so meat. much more of this. Because um, you can talk about the medical side of it. You can talk about the spiritual side of it. You can talk about the you know, there's so many elements of fire. And that's again, we're talking about like basic earth elements right yeah. like fire is a huge one um but let's dig into our our movie um which is a is a stephen king uh book uh, uh made into a movie um you know another 80s 80s flick which i tend to gravitate towards i think um but we're going to talk about uh 1984's Firestarter. and now our feature presentation Charlie McGee is a healthy eight-year-old girl, normal in every way. Charlie, now watch what you're doing. But one. Did she do that? What are you going to do with her? Well, i bring you here. So you can do all your tests, and you give her to me. Charlie has the power. Do something bad? Please, to still love me? Oh, Charlie. She can set things on fire. Something's happening in there. She does not want to stick around Daddy, I'm scared. So am I, honey. A power she cannot control. Back off. And each night she prays to be just like every other child. We But there are those who will do everything in their power to find her, to control her, Charlie, and maybe destroy her. Charlie, come to me, child. Burn it down. I mean burn it all down. Uh, Charlie McGee is Stephen King's Firestarter. Will she have the power to survive? <laughs> all right, 1984's Firestarter. Stephen King. Uh, a movie in which Stephen King, this is the best. A movie in which Stephen King said was one of the worst movies made from my books, flavorless, like cafeteria mashed potatoes. Oh
0: man.
1: <laughs> and Roger Ebert said, uh, most astonishing thing about Firestarter was how boring it is. <laughs>
0: I disagree. I kind of disagree little too. Little Drew Barrymore lights my heart, cuckles on fire. Your heart cockles, cockles, cuckles cuckles. cockles,
1: warms the cockles of your earballs. Yeah.
0: Warms the cockles of my earbones. <laughs> She's adorable. So I, you know, She's adorable I gotta like say, I mean, spider. it's it's
1: it's it, it is it is a, it drags a little bit. It's a little bit of a draggy <laughs> movie. It's not the most exciting thing. It
0: doesn't make sense
1: in the world. It makes sense.
0: <laughs> I think. I mean, I, okay, I don't know. okay. If it if it didn't make sense uh why he's got this like mind control right um he used the pay phone to like get
1: hold on out. don't get don't get into any sort of thing yeah let's 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 synopsize it first ah. at least a little bit we talked about all of this fire i like it phobia there's stuff There's
0: a lot of holes there's so many holes there's, there's so no many holes there's so many boring holes
1: oh my gosh there's no boring there's holes. all of the boring holes. i disagree kind of oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rumble I still
0: enjoyed it we're gonna but- rumble
1: all right. Let's give you the synopsis of this uh, this wonderful little little pyrokinesis Syn- X, this X Men prequel synopsis. I call this an X Men prequel.
0: Imagine badass guitar intro and go.
1: Yeah, there was a good, lot of badass <laughs> guitar intro from Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Dream was the uh, was the music in this movie.
0: Oh my god,
1: that's horrible. Um, so bad. So we got Charlie McGee. She's a happy, healthy eight year old girl, normal in every way but one. She has the power to set objects afire with just one glance. Hey. It's power. Because it's a power she does not want.
0: Well, no, it's a lot of power.
1: Uh, It's a power she cannot control. And each night, Charlie she prays... She
0: has no prefrontal cortex.
1: ...to be just like every other child. But there are those who will do everything in their power to find her, control her, or destroy her. Charlie McGee is Stephen King's fire starter. Will she have the power to survive. That was actually one of, that was the ads they ran. Uh, when, when the, uh, that's not even the synopsis. That's the ads they ran, uh, on TV and the on, the, sh- on, the, uh, on the, on the, on the, on the written ads, but the regular synopsis is as use, Annie McGee played by David Keith and his future wife, Vicki, Heather Locklear, uh, participated in secret experiments, allowing themselves experiments? to be experiments,
0: experiments, experiments, experiments,
1: experiments, Experiments.
0: Experiments. It's not like spearmint. It's like pearment.
1: Experiments. That's not experiments. the right word, is it? Experiments. Experiments.
0: Experiments. 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 <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> Secret bull, experiments. Bull. bull.
0: Bull. 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 All
1: right. Are you done? Yes. I'm sorry. You gonna stop your comment commentating while I'm while I'm giving the synopsis? From
0: your encyclopedia? <sighs>
1: <sighs> Starting over, as youths, Andy McGee, played by David Keith, and his future wife, Vicki, played by Heather Locklear, participated in secret experiments. <laughs> or experiments. Or experiments. Either way. Tomato, tomato. Allowing themselves to be subjected to mysterious medical tests. Years later, the couple's daughter, Charlie, played by Drew Barrymore, begins to ex- exhibit, 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 <laughs> exhibit, the ability of when setting fire solely with her mind. The volatile talent makes the youngster extremely dangerous, and soon she becomes a target for the enigmatic agency known as the shop.
0: She's not dangerous intentionally, though. She just has emotion regulation issues because she's growing her prefrontal lobe. <laughs> And, and
1: she also and has pyrokinesis, stuff. which is tough. It's tough to deal with. That's a really so we have David. Power. We have David Keith as as Annie McGee. We have Heather Locklear as Vicky for like five seconds. For like a minute, yeah. And we have Drew Barrymore as Charlie. Then we have Martin Sheen as Captain Hollister, um, and then we got some some heavy hitters here. We got uh, George C. Scott as John Rainbird, um, and Art Carney as Irv Manders, and Lewis Fletcher as Norma Manders so that's our cast
0: heather lockley is only in it for like five seconds because, she is because she gets lit on fire by the mom
1: no she doesn't i know she doesn't actually she does get not lit what on happened. fire by
0: the mom and then the mom no, gets killed by, on fire by the, the mom. agency no,
1: she gets lit on fire by the daughter
0: sorry the mom gets lit on fire by the daughter by drew Barrymore, and then gets caught by the, then the shop the comes shop. and gets
1: her and kills her yeah. but still so so she didn't kill her in the beginning we we yeah, but a
0: mom died, and you made me watch this movie on Mother's Day.
1: Mother's Day. Mother's being killed on Mother's Day. Um, but this is based on the 1980 Stephen King book um, that uh, called Firestarter. Um, and what was interesting was apparently Drew Barrymore's mom, they were walking through the grocery store, and they saw the paperback of Firestarter on the rack. And, the, and Drew Barrymore's mom said, that little girl looks just like you. And then... Later, she became the part. Well, geez. Interesting. Uh, it was directed by Mark Lester, which, okay, here's the deal with this movie, right? This movie, exactly. I enjoy it. It's a fun, it's a fun little movie. Fun. This movie could have been so much better if they had gone with the original director. Do you know who was slated to direct this movie? No, who? John Frickin' Carpenter was the original director oh, of it this been movie. So dark. So good. It would have been so fucking good. If John Carpenter had been able to do a Stephen King adaptation, it would have been so rad. Um, you know why they fired him? Because it was too good? Because The Thing, which in my opinion is John Carpenter's greatest oh, movie because it bombed? of all time. It bombed. And so they said, oh, you fucked up The Thing and we don't want you to be our director anymore. Oopsie. Even though The Thing has become iconic, a fucking iconic classic cult classic horror movie.
0: I I find that which the I movies love. that everybody hates when they come out is they're like a fine wine. So they it really fired really him. He'd on.
1: already he had already like gotten screenwriters. Wow. They'd already done all this stuff for it. They'd done tons of stuff for it. And then they brought this guy Mark Lester who is famous for roller boogie from the 70s, a roller skating movie that you should have you should have seen. Since roller boogie? Roller boogie. Um class of 1984 which is kind of a cool apocalyptic kind of um, or yeah, it's kind of a, a a fun little movie. And Commando, which is actually a fun little Arnold Schwarzenegger slash Alyssa Milano when she was like eight Ooh, years old. movie. Alyssa
0: Milano. She was
1: a kid though, like, like kid kid. Um, that's what he was famous for. So he ended up making the movie. Um, but dude, if John Carpenter directed this thing, it could have been so much cooler. But basically, this movie is the story of Jane Grey um, Phoenix from X-Men. Yeah. I mean, that is the, you know, it's like pyrokinesis. Uh, this was X-Men movies before X-Men movies, uh, Avengers movies before Avengers movies. Um, because you got this little girl who's got these, these pyrokinetic powers and she can light shit on fire with her mind.
0: And think about like all the, all the posts that you've seen, like, oh, I'm an asshole parent because I wouldn't let my toddler eat just ketchup for dinner. Like, think about that, but with fire
1: power. Well, with the girl, yeah, who's like, I'm going to light you on fire if you piss me off. You yeah. know.
0: kids are going through My so toddler much, threw a tantrum so
1: because I wouldn't let him play with his invisible friend. Right. Um, uh,
0: I, I wouldn't get him the same shoes as his friend Patrick, but he has no friend Patrick. But
1: Patrick doesn't <laughs> exist because he's <laughs> invisible. Or... You know, what were some of the other ones?
0: Um, there was a uh, she cried for thirty minutes because she uh, the mom wouldn't let her
1: dog drive her to school. <laughs> let the dog drive her to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So imagine growing up oh, and, oh, and realizing.
0: Hold on. The best one was um, uh, threw a tantrum because he said the water was too wet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, the back, in
0: the bath, it's too wet. The water's too wet.
1: So we see, we see the beginning, and we see that that uh, that mom and dad have gone through this medical test experiment um, where they were like tripping balls. Yeah, they, like, they gave him this drug, right? This like experimental drug, and they're all of a sudden they're talking to each other telepathically and going, "What the fuck, man? Like, I just thought that I didn't, I didn't say that to you," and then. Everybody else around them who took the, the drugs or were in the experiment, they're
0: having a terrible. Time. They're having a really they're bad time. Really, they're bleeding
1: they're from their eyeballs. Horribly. The dude bleeding from his eyeballs was the best though. Like he bleeding poked from his, his eyeballs. Own eyeballs. out. Was that what happened? Yeah. Oh, he poked his own eyeballs. Yeah, out? He like
0: ripped his own eyeballs.
1: I didn't know. I thought he was just bleeding from his eyeballs.
0: Why would you do that?
1: Well, because he took this drug that made him bleed from his eyeballs.
0: Oh, maybe. <laughs> I thought um, it was way worse than that. I was like, oh, gross! No.
1: So. Yeah, so we got this and and then and then they have a baby. They get together. Heather of Locklear, and David do. Keith. They come out of it cool and all telekinetic and shit and they have a baby and that's Drew Barrymore. And she is fresh off of ET um 2 years before, so she's a little bit older and she is really good in this movie. Like as a child actor, she actress she was Really, really. Yeah, before good. all
0: the cocaine and stuff.
1: Well, what was funny was you were like, you were like, I'm so glad that Drew Barrymore like made it through as a child actor and didn't have any I problems. Totally and I'm like, no, idea. and I'm like, Chris, Chris, you
0: broke my heart.
1: Do you, you realize she was like a cocaine addict? Like, at like 12 years old, I had right?
0: No idea. She was like was the like, youngest freaking so,
1: drug addict ever. I
0: was like, She's so pure and innocent. <laughs> she was like,
1: she was like drinking fifths of vodka and, and and actress. doing coke at like She's 12, 13 actress. years old. So let's just say that she went into, she literally went into rehab at 14. Um, but she was great in this movie. Um, but you know, what's so funny was I'm, I've been watching these, these, there's a new, uh, dark Phoenix X-Men movie or event, right with whatever. Sansa with Sansa Stark. Sansa. Yeah. With the Sophie Turner, uh, starring and the ads are so freaking They're pretty similar Firestarter. It's just her hair, like sticking out all fiery and but it's all It's not stuff.
0: sticking out. It's blowing in the wind because the wind helps generate more fire. It's the,
1: well, right? that's just the show, the show of their, yeah, their telekinetic powers or, Whatever well, fire pyrokinetic powers, its
0: wind, so but oh, I, I like that I she's like that. she's like mind firing people, and her hair is like
1: mind firing, <laughs> can you do that to the camera <laughs> um, <laughs> um but there's some cool shit in this movie and and so basically they go through and 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 she's got these powers, and of course, there's this secret government agency that started this whole process to begin with um.
0: And they're chasing that knows him.
1: about her, and they're chasing her down. And can I just tell you
0: one of my favorite parts? The what's your favorite movie? part? Uh, when um, she, when he goes to rescue her from the shop, the shop. Is that was called. Well, that's
1: the group. The shop is like the, the secret government agency.
0: Secret government agency. Um, the, when she, when he goes to rescue him from the shop, when she, they have her in the van, and before all this, like we knew that he had telekinesis, and he could have just been like.
1: Stop! Ooh, you guys Stop don't see it. Stop doing us. what you're doing. We
0: don't look like this. But these instead, are not
1: the droids you're looking but for. But instead,
0: he's like, "Give me my child," and then he's like, "You killed my wife. You're blind.
1: You're blind.
0: You killed my wife. You're blind. My I'm eyes. Like, we, we, why that though? Like you could have done anything. Why? Like, them.
1: You could have like chopped off his balls. You're blind. Like
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> you killed my wife. You're blind,
1: not like you're dead, or I'm going to like, yeah, or, Returnal, or I'm going to make you like rip your own face you know, off. Or... You
0: will, you will internally spontaneously combust. You know, <laughs> something like that. I so the shop
1: ends up ends up capturing the dad and the and and yeah, the dad and and David Keith and, this, and like Drew Barrymore hit man
0: for the shop.
1: And they yeah, so they bring him back uh, to this compound, right? And and they separate dad and dad and and daughter. And then we have John Rainwater, who's played by George C. Scott, um, which he
0: is the hitman.
1: Who's who's a who's a yeah he's like a he's like a hitman slash agent, but native but Native American and missing an eyeball. And he karate and, chops people in the nose to kill. And them. karate chops people in the nose what? to kill their face. Yeah, he knows how to kill people with one with one karate chop. Like when you're a kid and you're like, you heard I about? I could totally do this. I could do this thing, and I could just drive your like yeah, bone yeah. right up into your brain, and you'd be dead. It's like that. That's like, like karate yeah. chops. So John Rainwater knows how to do that. Um, and he's like some sort of Nate. I don't know. I don't know what is like. He was. I was. I was, I was so confused was as to his character. Line,
0: yeah, I, I didn't understand it. They didn't develop it at all. But he
1: becomes he, so. Basically, they 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 get her to do her superpowers, and she shows them how to do that. She can do it,
0: and they're all impressed because they want to harness her like a little war pet. Yeah. Well, but then figure out how to make more.
1: Rainwater wants to kill her. He yeah. wants to kill him because he's like, this is going to be bad. She is eventually going to be able to like create a nuclear bomb but with her, with her own hands,
0: right? I mean, there's some validity there. yeah i mean it's
1: this is the x-men backstory i mean
0: his his the way he goes about it is wrong
1: this is the this is the avengers backstory this is what avengers avengers x-men all of them right aren't they all associated with each other kind of i don't know somewhat they're all marvel right is
0: x-men marvel
1: i don't remember x-men's marvel oh
0: okay i thought it was dc i could swear it no
1: dc is superman and batman and i always get them confused those guys are not the same all the nerds just just got so mad at you just now. I know. I'm
0: sorry, nerds. Um, I'm sorry
1: for, but yeah. So we got, we got, we got like basically this, this whole, like, do we, do we harness their power for good or do we kill them? Or do we, it's the same, it's do the same story. I just watched evil. Endgame. This is the same story, the that, storyline that's been going on for all these, all these movies. Um. So anyways, as it progresses, um, of course she ends up uh, at the end, they kill her dad. Yeah. And her dad basically says, burn them all to the fucking ground, you know, and, and she just goes off and she just becomes like pyrokinesis, superhero, badass. And she she, she kind of goes dark it. Phoenix, right? She goes like, yeah. she goes all like, I'm just going to kill them all. She can just kills everybody. Too,
0: and you know, she's, uh, she can block she's bullets. creating like
1: fireballs. fireballs. And, yeah. Like, fireballs at the end where she's shooting more, fireballs.
0: It's much more intentional fire starting, you know, as opposed to like the chaotic mm-hmm. fire starting. that For we saw
1: sure. Earlier. For sure. Um, so so she ends up yeah she ends up uh, killing them all killing all these these guys and somehow getting away we don't see what happens we just all of a sudden see but her she and goes
0: back to the old man at the she goes farm.
1: so she goes back so earlier in the movie she had gone to this they her and her dad were hitchhiking trying to get away from these people and they ended up at a farmhouse with uh with this this nice old farmer and his wife
0: and his very skeptical uh, nurse ratchet wife
1: yes so his wife was played by so so the farmer is played by Art Carney from. Um, from The Honeymooners, um, some of you might uh, – anybody who's seen The Honeymooners, probably <laughs> not very many of you. What? Anyone who's seen – What, them? Ralph Cramden, uh, To the Moon Alice? I mean, some people have probably seen The Honeymooners. Not, not but he, was, he was the sidekick. He was the you. skinny sidekick uh, in The Honeymooners, Art Carney. But he was also – this is my favorite part though. He was in one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, the one with the Santa Claus where he becomes – Uh, He becomes Santa Claus. He's like a homeless guy. He becomes Santa Claus, and he starts giving people anything they want. They get all the presents they want from from him, Um, which was uh, Night of the Meek was the episode.
0: Night of the Meek? Night of
1: the Meek was what it was titled. The Meek
0: Shall Inherit the Earth.
1: Yeah. Um, And then the wife is Louise Fletcher, who was – in a ton of stuff in the 50s and 60s, she was in Maverick and Lawman and Untouchables, all these cool 50s uh, TV series. But she won an Oscar for – and Art Carney actually won an Oscar as well. So he's an Oscar winner. Um, he won an Oscar for something. I can't remember which what, – what, what movie it was. Um, but Louise Fletcher won an Oscar for Nurse as Nurse Ratched in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, which is – Amazing. A classic. Yeah. And that was a was that Nicholson? Yeah. Was in that? Yeah, yeah early Nicholson. Nicholson. And yeah. She was she was Nurse Ratchet. And so she plays this like farmer's kind of skeptical wife. Um and why you bring
0: these strange and then George
1: and then George C. Scott is also an Oscar winner. So three Oscar winners in this movie. And, um, they did and he that won for terribly? Patton.
0: That's all it's writing. not. It
1: wasn't a bad movie. Like it wasn't Well, Roger Ebert thought it was poorly acted. I didn't think it was poorly acted. It was just kind of boring.
0: I feel like it
1: could have been way better.
0: I feel like if you have actors that have won Academy Awards, you didn't have a script that gave them the ability to to really to showcase their talent. Yeah. So um, you know, yeah. John
1: Carpenter with the same with the same crew might have been badass. Right. Um, you know what's funny too is uh Nurse Ratchet is still acting. She is 84 years old. Nurse
0: Ratchet. Ratchet. Ratchet.
1: Ratched. Ratchet. Ratchet. Ratched. 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 I always said Ratchet. Ratchet. But it's Ratched. It's E D at the end. Oh. It's not Ratchet. Ratched. It's ratchet.
0: Ratched. Ratchet.
1: Huh. Nurse Ratchet.
0: You learn something new every day.
1: I know, right? I thought I always assumed it was Ratchet. Right. Um, but she is still acting. She played uh if you've seen Shameless, the show Sh- Shameless, Frank Gallagher's mom is Louise Fletcher. Huh. Oh, and she was also and she's had a couple of creepy uh creepy ass um roles. Nurse Ratched was one. Uh, she was also the grandmother in Flowers in the Attic, which is a fucking creepy like incestuous strange ass freaking creepy movie. Um super creepy. So, kind of a fun like the, it has a fun cast. Um Drew Barrymore actually wasn't the original uh person they 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 had planned for this role. They were gonna have Heather O'Rourke, who was uh the little girl in Poltergeist.
0: Oh, she was oh, the original would have been good too. She was
1: the original choice Although, for that role.
0: I, I think there's just a sassiness about um. Do Barrymore do Barrymore do more Jennifer Jennifer, love. a
1: young Jennifer Connolly also uh, auditioned for the role.
0: Interesting. Too.
1: So kind of a fun movie. I I I, 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 I honestly I don't think it. I had ever seen it start to finish. Um you know, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of on a King kick right now because I'm reading I'm reading The Outsider, which is his, one of his newer books, mm-hmm. um, and been listening to a bunch of stuff about King movies and Well, the new it, it's Rock out.
0: is coming out.
1: The new is a new Castle Rock coming out. Yeah, ooh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the new it's coming out. Um, it the second part is coming out like next month. Eh. You haven't seen the first one yet, so That's shut why up. I don't care. I'm showing it to you. We're no. gonna watch it soon. No. Yes, and then we're gonna go to the theater. No, you'll have
0: it. to clockwork orange style.
1: We are going to it. yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull your eye eyeballs apart and make you watch it.
0: I'm good. No. Come on. You're blind.
1: No, and then we're gonna go. <laughs> my <laughs>
0: eyes. It's gonna be my response to everything.
1: <laughs> so if you were a pyro uh, a pyrophobic, uh Firestarter would probably freak you out. Oh yeah. A, you, a little girl who can just, you know. Make you start on fire?
0: I'm really terrified of that anyways. That's a lot of power for someone so young to harness. Not that they couldn't, but that's just a lot to expect of a child. Yeah. But yeah, man. Can you
1: imagine Drew Barrymore like pulling her top up to David Letterman and then just shooting fireballs out of her, out of her boobs?
0: Pew, 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 That's right. Did you I do forgot that? she did that. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: You know what really sucks though? What? Santa Clarita Diet. I know. That they canceled that. RIP. Did we already talk about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But well, I'm still, rip. I'm
1: still pissed because that was a great show. And Drew Barrymore was great in that show. She was. And what's his name? The oh, other guy said so Yeah, you like that guy. What's his name?
0: You're asking me. He was on
1: Deadwood, right? Yeah. Deadwood. And, the
0: Deadwood uh, movie's coming out too. Yeah. So. What are we doing next week?
1: I don't know yet. I don't know. But I'm I do excited. know that if you come out to Horror Movie Night next week, we're going to show Sleepaway Camp.
0: Ooh, Sleepaway Camp. That's be one fun. of my
1: favorites. So what do you think, Hun? Come on, I, I give me something. Nothing. You think nothing? Nothing at all?
0: Yeah, I think we should wrap up.
1: What? You don't want to have some more banter?
0: <laughs> I think we bantered enough.
1: I think fire is a big one. That was a big phobia.
0: It was real interesting to dive
1: into. I really got kind of caught up in a lot of the history of just what, I mean, fire is such a just Such a, a central, weird just
0: a big role it plays in yeah. so many things. Well,
1: and think about just how many, how many catastrophes and things that go on every day that just ha, that are associated with fire. Ooh, Hindenburg, that's a good one. Way to way to pull that one out.
0: I know Explode. Thanks. Boom. asides from psychology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but with that, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I think um uh we need to push our Patreon again. We're gonna have some cool merchandise soon. Push our horror movie night which you guys need to come out to, um, 8 p.m. if you're in Reno at Taste Chicago. Um, and that's pyrophobia and arsonphobia, which mean the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pyrophobia sounds cooler.
0: It does. Yeah. Sound, it's easier.
1: So with that, guys, uh, until next time.
0: Stay afraid. Stay very afraid.